1: Chuck Schumer, another, uh, you know, another term as Senate Minority Leader. Uh, I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed and beyond that. We're going to need it. Jill, my wife, who teaches full time, has an expression. I hope I get it right, kid. We're once again joined by Ukrainian's ambassador to the United States. She represents not her, just her nation but the courage of your people ambassador is our ambassador is here united we're in, uniting our support of your country would you stand so we can all take a look at you <laughs> Dennis McDonough Dennis McDonough is here of the VA the United States of America 13th in the world in infrastructure modern infrastructure
3: Of the United States, that would be Joe Biden and his State of the Union speech last night, a speech that went for 73 minutes, had some gaffes, had had plenty of lies, had some screaming, had just about everything. Uh, but depending on which side of the political aisle you're on, I mean, it was either the the greatest speech he's ever given or one of the worst. We'll, uh, we'll come to that in just a moment, with some of some of the uh, the additional clips that we've prepared for today's show. You're listening to Stephen Flurry. This is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's program. As you know, if you're a regular viewer, you get to our live stream of this show at the website thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com forward slash live. It's uh, live at 11 a.m. every weekday morning here in the Central Time Zone of the United States. The email address, if you'd like to submit some feedback, td.thetrumpet.com, and of course the 800 number if you live in the U.S., Canada, or the Caribbean. It's toll-free. The cost for the call, it's one 930 3024 and as you know, all, the, all of the literature that we offer or make available on this program is uh, offered without cost or obligation. Give freely, said Jesus, and we try to do that with uh, the products that we make available to you. So as I say, depending upon uh, your political persuasion, there were two very different takes on the speech last night. This is a a montage of some of the the left-wing radicals, their reaction to the speech last night clip 16
4: but it was delivered with a lot of energy and a lot of pace brilliant speechcraft, honestly this was biden i think at his best in terms of his a public performance the, the president extended the the hand of friendship and cooperation
2: For on our side there was excitement I mean, people realize Biden is hitting it out of the park, but he talks about small things you usually don't hear in a State of the Union, but that really bug people.
1: Thank you for the opportunity to say how great I think the president was tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he is a unifier. He really is. He It doesn't go looking for differences. He goes to look for hopeful unity. Talks-
0: I think this was the best speech I have ever heard him deliver. He was passionate. It was extremely well written. He clearly had practiced it, uh, and he, he, he delivered a powerful message to the American people.
3: So high praise coming from the uh, the radicals in the media and in the the Democrat Party. I mean, we were just talking the other day how Obama's pretty much done with uh, with the puppet, but uh, they came back in full force. The sycophants, offense supporting Joe Obama, supporting this illegitimate administration talking about this speech and what he spoke of as being one of his best. I mean, you, I guess you in one sense you're not surprised that this would be the media's take. And, and speaking of the media, this is a little bit off topic, but I just wanted to play you this, this clip from Joe Rogan. Again, not because we're big Joe Rogan fans, we don't even really listen to his program. We just see some of the clips as they appear on Grabian. But he's pointing out that, you know, with something as significant as all the revelations in the Twitter files, uh, how can this be completely ignored? The truth, the truth, the reason why Joe Biden can get up and spew all of these lies is because the media, the talking heads in the media, will just give him a pass and say, it was great, This this is Joe Biden at his best. Here is Joe Rogan talking about the media blackout of the Twitter files, clip
0: nine. One of the best examples of that is the Twitter files. You see no coverage of this on CNN. No coverage of this astounding collusion between intelligence agencies and a social media network to suppress accurate information that would harm the political party that's in power, which is wild it's wild that the news isn't covering this because like arguably th- that's as big a scandal as Watergate it's as big a scandal as any other times in the past where we've found that there's been some really shady going on that would change the way people would see a narrative
3: an astounding level of collusion between intelligence agencies and social media networks social media giants and it's just virtually ignored. It's, it's, this is, I mean this is more more of a bombshell than Watergate, says Rogan. And yet it's completely covered up. Look at what led up to this speech last night. Here's, here's the fake president talking about uh, talking tough on China. And, and this follows just allowing this Chinese spy balloon to fly right across the mainland of the United States. And nothing was done until it was right. <laughs> until it was right about to leave U.S. Uh, US waters off the coast of South, uh, South Carolina. Pretty amazing. Here's, here's MSNBC talking about just how courageous the, uh, the fake president was last night in his uh, comments regarding China. Clip two.
1: What Joe Biden did tonight by not taking on China more aggressively was politically, politically courageous, if you will, in terms of the domestic support.
3: Politically courageous, right? By not taking on China when the balloon's flying across the country, that's courage. By not, uh, you know, being provocative in his language last night in the speech, courage. So say these talking heads. So say the media. This is uh, the White House. Press spokesman, when the subject of the balloons coming, you know, all through the Trump presidency, like this just happens all the time. Here's how she tried to answer that question. Uh, this was a couple of days ago, I believe, clip three.
0: How is it possible that this administration discovered um, at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S. under the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening?
4: Yeah, so look, I think that, uh, and we have talked about this before, about how uh, the, when it um, when the PRC government surveillance balloons trans uh, trans trans transited uh, the continental U.S. briefly at least three times, as you just mentioned during the president's uh, prior administration, and once that we know of the beginning of this administration's, uh, but never for this duration of time, as we know, uh, this information was discovered prior to the admi- administration uh, left, uh, but uh, the intelligence community, as I said, is prepared to give uh, give. Uh, uh, briefings to key officials uh, but this is something uh, th- this is something sorry post yeah. but this is something that we we they did not they were not aware of
2: <laughs> Qu- quite the word
3: salad there from kjp uh, i think it's jesse waters it might be someone else on fox who refers to her as the binder because she's just always in the binder basically that obviously was a, an answer she wasn't quite prepared for How is it that we know all about these balloons, these spy balloons that were flying over the United States during the Trump years, and yet no Trump officials were aware of it? How do you explain that? Well, look, we just said it, okay? And we said it because for Joe Biden to ignore the spy balloon, it's normal. It's perfectly normal for that to go on. It's absolutely not normal. This is is China, as I said yesterday humiliating the United States of America and showing the world that we can fly over anyone's airspace or at least America's airspace and nothing happens. That's, uh, as I say, taken as as courage if you listen to the talking heads. Listen to Chuck Schumer from the Senate. He's This is clip four. China,
2: China sent that surveillance balloon over. The, the Biden administration was calm, calculated, and effective. Calm,
3: calculated, effective, courageous. This is the spin they're putting upon it. And, of course, the media, the media, they don't call them out for their lies. And so, of course, he can get up in front of the nation last night and talk about how strong he is, how strong the stance has been with respect to, to China. Listen to this from, uh, from last night, clip 15.
1: Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power, and America was failing in the world. Not anymore. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Interest ...to benefit the world, but make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one.
3: I think it was Rubio last night, Senator Rubio, that said, uh, I think just about any world uh, leader or certainly any dictator or wannabe dictator would happily trade places with President Xi's in power for life. Uh, What, they've got the second biggest economy in the world, this this growing army in power? This is from uh, the Wall Street Journal. China has more ICBM launchers than the U.S., American military reports. More ICBM launchers. Name me one. One world leader who wouldn't want to trade places with Xi? I mean, here they're humiliating the United States. Think about how many leaders in this world must be absolutely lo- loving or coveting his position. He can get away with this. This article says the U.S. military has notified Congress that China now has more land-based and in- intercontinental range missile launchers than the US fueling the debate about how Washington should respond to, be- to Beijing's nuclear buildup. And yet the president last night, the fake president, he says that the United States has been, I mean, we're in the strongest position ever. It was Donald Trump, truth, if truth be told, it was Trump who actually confronted China for the first time in, in probably decades. But here now, I mean, as we've covered on, on this show this week even, You have all of these sellouts on both sides of the aisle. Democrats, Republicans, their pockets just lined with cash. Cash from China, pay to play. (laughs) China's willing to pay, and I mean, so many of our corrupt politicians have been willing to play. They're compromised. One statement he made last night that was pretty shocking is to just see, again, they get away with the lies because the media, they won't call them out on it. This was with respect to Paul Pelosi, the hammer attack. And I guess he was a, a guest last night of Nancy's. So he's there in the chamber. And here's Joe Biden connecting the attack on Pelosi to the so-called insurrection from January 6th, clip 12.
1: And two years ago, democracy faced its greatest threats in civil war. The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, an unhinged big lie, assail and unleashed a political violence, the home of the then speaker of the House of Representatives, using the very same language the insurrectionists used as they stalked these halls and chanted on January 6th.
3: The very same language as the insurrectionists. And again, just a little bit of digging gets you to the truth about this, uh, this hammer attacker who was far to the left, a left-wing extremist. And on who knows what kinds of drugs as he broke into the Pelosi home. It was an attack, for sure. And the video footage that's, that's now been released shows just how graphic the violence was. But there's Joe Biden, the, the so-called uniter-in-chief, you heard that in the, the montage, the media montage? He's just uni- He's uniting the parties together. It's never been more divided. You know, one thing that really stood out to me, and I'll play some of the clips where there's, there's obvious pushback from Republicans, is I was just looking at, I was remembering 2009. This was, I think, Barack Obama's first uh, State of the Union, or it was early on, he's talking about, uh, health care, I believe it was, and there was a representative, a Republican, his name was uh, Wilson. This is from CNN. He he shouted out, this representative, he shouted out, you lie! And he based, that was the big story or the big takeaway from that State of the Union, just how inappropriate this was. Where's the decorum, the civility? CNN at the time says, a Republican House member shouted, you lie during President Obama's health care speech to Congress on Wednesday and members of both parties condemned the heckling. And then you fast forward to last night, you know, 14 years ahead and look at where we are. The heckling now, it, it tells you something about just how bitter the affliction is. There's people, now I've talked too about even the, the battle for the speakership with uh, McCarthy and the strong line that the, the 20 Republicans stood for, insisting, demanding changes, and how that some of them were now getting a backbone because of that, including uh, McCarthy to some degree. But I think the other side of this is that they're speaking out, they're heckling. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene said the same thing last night. You lie. She said it multiple times. And when he talked about the border crisis, another Republican said, you're the cause of it. I mean, they're just openly heckling this fake president. It shows just how bitter bitter the affliction is. And and more and more Republicans now see. You see, back in 2009, with smooth-talking Obama, with the angel of light Obama, you were not to heckle. You certainly weren't to call him a liar. That representative, by the way, was right. Obama was lying. But you don't dare say that the dear leader is a liar. Now it's just right out there in the open. People know. People on both sides of the aisle know. That speech last night in a lot of ways was... Joe Biden's desperate attempt to hold on to his office. He's already been thrown under the bus. New York Times is following in the steps of the Washington Post. They're throwing Kamala under the bus as well. Yeah. What a time. (laughs) The turmoil, the division, the dysfunction. It's on full display. 2023. There he is tying... January 6th, the fake insurrection, together with the Pelosi attack. This crazed, lunatic leftist who comes in and, and beats Paul Pelosi with a hammer. And there's your uniter-in-chief saying, you know, he's, he's just like those MAGA Republicans. Listen to this on the economy. You, you went into the speech expect, expecting this. Everything's great, more jobs, higher, higher wages, inflation's going down, gas prices... Listen to this one, clip 11.
1: More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years. We've already created, your help, 800,000 good-paying manufacturing jobs. The fastest growth in 40 years. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down, not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months, while well, take-home pay has gone up. In the last two years, My administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion. The largest deficit reduction in American history. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. 30 million workers have to sign non-compete agreements with the jobs they take, 30 million. So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. But they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. But not anymore.
3: Look it up, he says a couple of times. You hear the, the pushback from Republicans, calling him out, right out in the open for his lies. We had an article posted this morning at the Trumpet. It says, if you listen to Joe Biden's State of the Union address last night, you might think the last two years of the Biden administration have been an unparalleled success. You see, it's just it's just a matter of what side of the aisle you're on. It's an unparalleled success or else it's a it's a disaster in every respect. The Trumpet says here, Biden told several more lies in his 73 minute speech from saying Republicans want to cut Social Security to saying forest fires burned a larger area than the entire state of Missouri. And on and on it goes. My uh, colleague at the Trumpet says it's not incompetence. This this is an attack, just like we've uh, continually noted uh, and backed up with this piece of literature, this book. America Under Attack. Make sure you call our operators and request your free copy. It's 1-866-930-3024. This next clip, here's another pretty good example of, again, the -the out-in-the-open pushback coming from some Republicans in the chamber, clip 13.
1: Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. (laughs) Folks.
3: I think Mike Lee's face Speaks for a lot of uh, Americans, his reaction last night to the arguing, to the lies. MTG in her beautiful fur coat, she's there shouting, you're a liar. And he is. He is. And, of course, the devil's behind this attack. He's the father of lies. John 8, verse 44. There's no truth. No truth in him. Listen, you here we've had in two years six million illegals. Pouring across the border. And if that representative we played the clip from the other day is right, enough fentanyl now pouring across the border to kill every American five times over. And yet he can stand up last night and just like with China, he can talk about border security and, and speak as if he's done, you know, a bang up job as far as really giving control to the border agents and clamping down you know, on the border, our own border, as opposed to Ukraine. But here he is last night talking about the southern border. This is clip 14.
1: But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, let at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production and the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border.
3: Don't you like how he blames the the problem or the crisis on Congress? on the House of Representatives, I guess. They've been in in the majority for what four weeks. And he says, "You know, we could fix all of this if you people in Congress would just pass these, you know, my programs. It would solve everything." He said two years with a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate, and he's done nothing. And he's done nothing. I mean, the audacity of these people To then get up in front of the, the whole country and say, look, okay, maybe there are some problems, but you're the reason, you Republicans. As if the Republicans have just wanted to do nothing for two years. Well, the truth is, and Donald Trump exposed this, there's plenty of people on both sides of the aisle that really have done nothing for not just two years, for decades. They've done nothing. Trump comes in. Nobody wants to help him build the, the border wall, the fence. And even as, And by the way, they put up fences around the Capitol in the lead up to this speech last night. Yeah, the fences or the border security that supposedly doesn't really work in the south of the country. Well, they surrounded the Capitol with a border fence. You can be sure of that. They had fences around it, what, back in... Uh, in January of 2021, because of the so-called insurrection, wouldn't provide any additional security in the lead-up to that protest, in the lead-up to that demonstration. But after the fact, they, they were there, they were ready to capitalize on it and really beef up security around the perimeter of the Capitol, just like they did this past week. As I say, the audacity of these statements to come along now like you're really strict on border security or that you're really strong in your position against China, or to go on and on about how great the economy is. This is from MSNBC. It's talking about cuts made by uh, Dell, the computer company, cutting 5% of its workforce, 65 or 6,600 employees. Zoom, Zoom, the Internet, the Internet company where you hook up for uh, interviews, Via video, they're cutting 15% of their staff, 1,300 positions. MSNBC says this, The cuts at Dell come as demand for PCs and laptops has slowed globally. Global shipments of PCs were down 28% year over year in the fourth quarter of 2022. Zoom, of course, really rose to prominence during the lockdown, the crazy lockdown uh, rules as people were going to work via that, uh, that technology. The New York Times says this, a number of major technology companies worried about a slowdown in the broader economy have also recently announced staff cuts after overhiring during the pandemic. <laughs> all these layoffs, all these cutbacks, skyrocketing inflation, costs for fuel, electricity, fuel at the gas pump. Here's the Wall Street Journal's take. It says, the cushion of savings many built up during the pandemic is thinning out. In some households, it's already gone. Americans have spent down about 35% of the extra savings they accumulated during the pandemic. So the money's gone. The money's gone. I mean, this is the reality. This is the true state of the union. Donald Trump said as much last night in his rebuttal. I'll get to that in, in just a second. Well, I guess we can go ahead and play, play that. This is, this is Donald Trump's take. He, I think, posted this just a little bit before Joe Biden went live, clip seven.
2: Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III, and on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close.
3: It's a a brutal takedown right there, and it's the truth. What he's saying is the truth, And, and ordinary Americans see it, and yet they still get up in front of the cameras, as they say, and all their sycophants in the media, and they lie. They just lie. The Federalist, the title here says, The Year America's Basic Systems Started to Crumble. It's talking about 2022, just last year, the last calendar year. And the article basically is about how that everything is crumbling. This is what communism does to nations. It destroys everything. And we've been talking about the communist infiltration of the United States going back as far as the 1940s and 50s. Here again, he was right. If you don't have that brochure, make sure that you request your free copy today. There's a full chapter in here about the prophesied communist infiltration of the United States of America. Herbert Armstrong, way ahead of his time, was talking about this in the 1940s and 50s. I heard a commentator just the other day saying, we need another, we need another Joseph McCarthy who will hunt down these communists in our midst. You see how history treated that man, and he may have been a little eccentric here and there, and an, an extremist in some ways, who knows, but he was right about a lot of that as well. The communist infiltration, Herbert Armstrong was there at the same time and giving you the Bible forecast, the, what the Bible had to say about this, this spread of the communist cancer, Speaking of this, this Federalist piece, the year America's basic system started to crumble, it says here, today in the first month of 2023, we don't have the luxury of thinking it's uh, all going to get better because far from the year America changed course and settled into normalcy, 2022 was the year the basic behind the scenes systems we all count on started to break down. That's what we're seeing. And this is why more and more politicians feel courageous enough to shout him down when they, when they hear him lie, when they see him lie publicly. You're lying. You're the cause of the fentanyl crisis. You're the cause of the wide open border. It's not our fault. Well, there's a lot of people, certainly, that can share the blame with some of these crises. But be assured, as we've said, Barack, this is all going according to Barack Obama's plan. It's all part of the fundamental transformation of the United States. Listen to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's the new, um, she's the new uh, governor in Arkansas and she's the one the Republicans put forward last night for the rebuttal to, uh, to Joe Biden's speech, clip eight.
4: And while you reap the consequences of their failures, The Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols all while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong.
3: We are under attack, she says. This this was the Republican response to the State of the Union address. We are under attack. Who's been telling you this for a number of years? It's bitter affliction. It is bitter, bitter affliction. Only God could save us from this affliction. I read these verses this morning in Epistles of Paul. Some really hope-filled verses in uh, the last part of the book of Romans, Romans 15. And verse 13, it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with his power. I mean, how are we to attain a hope-filled perspective or mindset in times such as these, where there's so much darkness, spiritually speaking, so much bitterness in terms of affliction? Well, here's how that you do it. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in the sure word of Bible prophecy, Our hope is in the return of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that God would hasten that day. Thy kingdom come. It's right there in the prayer outline, isn't it? Verse 14 says here, And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. That's what the family of God needs brothers and sisters, admonishing one another, being filled with godly knowledge and goodness. As I said yesterday on the show, filling up on uh, those themes discussed in Philippians 4, 8 and elsewhere, filling up on the knowledge of God, filling up on the goodness of God, filling up on God's spirit. That prophecy, 2 Kings 14, about the bitter affliction, it says there that, that God will save Israel by the hand of Jeroboam. Only God, you see, and this Jeroboam can't take responsibility for it. It's God who does the saving. I thought this, uh, going back to Sarah Sanders' speech last night, she mentioned, I guess it was during their holiday season when they got on a plane and, and went to, uh, I forget, Afghanistan maybe, um, somewhere in the Middle East, and Donald Trump, Melania, his wife, went with Sarah Huckabee. This was back when she was the White House spokesperson. And they, they paid a surprise visit to these troops overseas. Listen to her recount this, uh, this story, clip five.
4: When I had to walk out on my own family's Christmas, unable to tell them where I was going that night, because the place I'd be traveling was so dangerous, They didn't want anybody to know that the president was going to be on the ground even for a few hours. We landed in the war-torn part of Western Iraq. It was again a similar scene. No lights on the plane, no lights on the runway. The only thing you could see was coming from about a mile away in a dining hall where hundreds of troops who were in the fight against ISIS had gathered expecting to celebrate Christmas with senior military leadership from around the region. They had absolutely no idea that the president and first lady were about to walk into that room. And when they did, it was a sight and a scene and a sound I hope I never forget. The room erupted. Men and women from every race, religion, and region, every political party, every demographic you can imagine started chanting in perfect unison over and over and over again, USA, USA, USA. It was an absolutely perfect picture of what makes our country great.
3: The people's president, Donald Trump. Never never was a politician. <laughs> he came out of the, the business world back in 2015. And look at, uh, look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. I think it was Senator Kennedy last night who said after the speech from Joe Biden, he said, well, you know, I've, I've been told that I need to look at someone's actions or someone's fruits, not just their words. I mean, that's a biblical principle as we cover so often on this show. Jesus said, judge by the fruits. Judge, judge them by what they do. That's what we ought to be doing. And you can look at these two administrations. What a stark contrast between both. The fruits of one and then the fruits of the other. Uh, kind of a touching uh, recollection there from the new governor of Arkansas. But again, we're not putting, we're not here to promote one party over the other or to send a message suggesting that uh, one individual can save this nation. We're so steeped in sin, and the sickness is through and through. But nevertheless, we've got to look to God. We've got to look to God and the prophecies of God for a solution to these many problems. Again, America Under Attack is a good place to start. The 800 number, if you don't have a copy already, it's one 930 You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. When we come back, we'll conclude with our Bible study segment. We'll be right back.
0: The Trumpet Daily. What has happened to the United States of America? The wealthiest, most powerful nation in human history is suddenly divided, weakened, radical the evil in america has grown powerful the good has grown weak the honorable parts of american history are succumbing to a direct targeted sustained assault someone something is dismantling america's history purpose and character fundamentally transforming the united states of america political dysfunction social strife economic peril catastrophic moral failure fires attacks riots lies the nation is being attacked from within by its own leaders powerful elites in government journalism academia and beyond are intentionally rapidly destroying what america is in order to make it into something else there is a reason why your nation is crumbling before your eyes There is a spirit and a specific perpetrator that is attempting to blot out America. Only America Under Attack reveals that perpetrator and the motive and spirit behind him. This newly expanded book shows you the reason why America has changed so dramatically so suddenly. If you're confused and concerned about what is happening to America, request your free copy of America Under Attack by Gerald Flurry at thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet Daily.
3: In some of our recent studies, we've talked about the importance of really relying upon the Word of God and our relationship with God to get us through these constant battles that we encounter in the, the spiritual sense. As Mr. Armstrong said about the converted life or the life of a converted Christian, he said that it's the way of a constant battle, a striving against sin, a seeking God in earnest prayer for help and spiritual power to overcome. And then he says, and this is in The Incredible Human Potential, he says, and if they are diligent, they are constantly gaining ground. They are constantly growing in God's knowledge from the Bible, from the Bible, you see. They're constantly rooting out wrong habits, driving themselves into right habits. They're constantly growing closer to God through Bible study and prayer. And then it says they're constantly growing in character toward perfection, even though not yet perfect. See, it's a process this pursuit of perfection. And we start off with just a tiny, tiny portion of God's Holy Spirit, but it's meant to then grow and to result in good fruit, as I talked about in the first segment. Righteous deeds, actions, good works with Christ in you. Notice John 5 and verse 39. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Search the Scriptures For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. You see, search the scriptures. Use the Bible as the instruction manual that it is. Don't be a hypocrite, Christ said to these Pharisees. Just listen to what I say and be a doer of the word of God. This is what most people simply won't do. This is from an article, uh, Signs of the Times. I think this is a trumpet article, if I'm not mistra- mistaken. It says here, the Pharisees said they were Moses' disciples and that Moses taught God's word. They believed, they kept God's word that Moses taught. But did they really? Christ said that they didn't. Christ exposed their hypocrisy. It says here, we need to take that admonition personally. Search the scriptures. Christ is saying that to all of the Laodiceans and all of the Philadelphians today, search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life and in too many cases you you really don't. You're not really living by the word of God. You're not really growing and producing the kind of fruit listed off there in Galatians 5. It says here, these people were so certain about their religion, they were certain they were the the children of Abraham and Moses. They practically worshipped the Old Testament, but they didn't obey it. You see, they weren't doers. And so like James 1, verse 21 and 22 say, I mean, they were deceiving themselves. We need daily renewal. We need a daily mindset established by that close contact with God. Philippians 2 and verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, a, t- a true Christian needs Another mind connecting to or testifying jointly with the human spirit. You can read about that in Romans 8, verses 14 to 16. We need Christ, though, coming in the flesh. We need Christ in us to put out or put away the sins of the flesh. We need Christ in us to lead the way in our spiritual battles to help us with this clash of the wills spoken of in Romans 7 and Galatians 5. It's a real battle. It's a real battle, and we've got to use the Bible as the sword that it is. It's referred to as the sword in, uh, in Ephesians 6, Hebrews 4. Use the sword. Wield the sword. Use God's word, and then believe. Step out in faith and believe. This is from Matthew 12. We'll start in verse 38. It says here, Then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Here, here, Christ the Son of God, God in the flesh, was right there in their presence, performing all of these miracles, healing people from lifelong diseases, preaching powerful message, messages, messages around uh, about the kingdom of God, telling them what was coming, what was coming in the future. And yet they were like so many in the world today where they excuse disobedience and say that well if i just get if there's just one more sign i mean it's got to be so obvious then then maybe i'll commit then maybe i'll turn my heart to god and and turn to him in repentance and faith this is matthew 16 a few pages forward matthew 16:1 says the pharisees also with the sadducees came And tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be a foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. This says, Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? I mean, can't you look around? Can't you look around at the world today and see that we're getting so close? I mean, like even Elon Musk, as I quoted yesterday, he tweeted out, these are end-of-days vibes we're getting. I mean, when they start singing openly about devil worship at the Grammys, of all things, this is like the best music that the United States is producing. It's trash. It's filth. And it's just right out in the open with the devil worship. End-of-days vibes. <laughs> so says the richest man in the world, I mean, the rest of us ought to sit up and take note of what's going on around us. How many signs do you need? Jesus would say, if he were here today in the flesh, he would no doubt say, look, well, look at verse 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And they left him and departed. They just moved on. I guess he didn't satisfy their, their desires, their requests. My father wrote this in 2005. It says, Christ was reminding these religious people that at one time they were actually married to God. How much did they understand about that history? You know, Israel, and in the Old Testament, they were, they were joined to Christ in marriage. You can read about that in Jeremiah 3. He was married. To these people, the fact that they were skeptically questioning Christ showed adulterous thinking. My father writes, Christ was saying, can't you see from the writings of Moses and the prophets? Can't you see that this is the time of the Messiah's first coming and that I am the one? You can sense Christ's frustration with these hard-headed people. They wanted more miracles while the miracles were all around them. Do you ever slip into that kind of thinking? Expecting for God to perform more miracles when really you're looking at, you look at God's work, you look at what God has been doing these past three decades plus. Signs and wonders. Paul wrote about about that in Romans 15. The signs and the wonders that accompanied his ministry, they're there today. Read about it even before the PCG. Read about it with respect to Mr. Armstrong's life, his ministry. It's all there in the autobiography of Herbert W. Armstrong. We offer that book. It's over a thousand pages, by the way, but we offer that book freely. No cost, no obligation. Just call our operators today. But look, have we ever slipped into this kind of thinking where we want just one more miracle? One more miracle and then I'll believe. Then I'll really and truly believe. Then I'll be wholehearted. You can count on me then. Well, what about now? The miracles are all around us. My father says here, they wanted more miracles while the miracles were all around them. Miracles never will mean anything to the carnal mind. He says, finally, physical signs don't enable you to discern the signs of the times. Letting God's word abide in you, that will cause you to discern the signs of the times. This is what God wants. God says, look, fill up on the word of God. Let it abide in you. Let it nourish you. Let it strengthen you. Let it inspire you. Let it guide your ways. Notice this passage in James chapter 4. This is James 4, starting in verse 1. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your own lusts, that war in your members? It's because of this carnal nature that there's so much division and strife it says here in verse two you lust and you have not you kill and desire to have you cannot obtain you fight and, and war yet you have not because you you ask not i mean this is just human nature running its course we have not because we're not close to God. We're not relying upon God. We're not asking God in a right attitude and spirit. It says in verse 3, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. See, that's what these Pharisees and Sadducees were like. They, they wanted another miracle, but it was, it was, their, their motivation was entirely selfish. Show us one more sign, and, and then we'll go all in. Verse 5, it says, do you think the, that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? And then notice down in verse 14, it says, whereas you know not what you shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. I mean, we just have a short time on this earth to, uh, to make our mark, so to speak, to really commit to this way of life, to go all in on God's purpose and plan what an opportunity he's opening up to the to the bride of Christ verse 15 says for that you ought to say if the lord will we shall live and do this or that you see what is god's will that's all that that's all that matters what does god want for us to do this is from uh, again this 2005 article that my father wrote It says God wants us to have real life. He wants us to be able to discern when he's doing a work. He wants us to believe it and know it and support it with everything we possibly can. That's how we get the job done. But we have to believe, we have to believe in these scriptures. These scriptures, these verses, these words, they have to abide in us. The Bible, as Herbert Armstrong so often said, It's Jesus Christ in print. This is how we let the mind of Christ in. This is how we let the life of Christ in. It says, finally, John said this is written that we might believe, not just read it and say, well, I've got my Bible study in. Okay, but what did you get out of it? Did you really get it? Because this is all written that we might really believe. He's referring there to John chapter 20. I didn't have time to go through that. In any event, some inspiring words uh, from my father going back to 2005. That's all we have time for, though, on today's show. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. If you want to submit some feedback to the show, you can reach us at td at thetrumpet.com. We thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.